Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. April is going to be a tremendous month. We've already kicked it off in grand style this past weekend. We were in Tupelo, Mississippi at the King's Dome Worship Center. Saw some wonderful healings take place as we were teaching people about their union with Christ and some wonderful redemptive realities. We also have some other wonderful meetings coming up. April 9th through 10th, we're going to be in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, just south of Oklahoma City. April 22nd through 24th, we'll be in Birmingham, Alabama. And April 29th through May 1st, we'll be in LaBelle, Florida. So if you'd like more information about those meetings, you can go to our website, chadgonzalez.com. Go up there. There's a link that says schedule. You can click on that. Or we've also got event pages on Facebook for all of these upcoming meetings. And you can go and check those out as well. Some other exciting news we wanted to share with you. Last month, we completed filming all of the first season for the Way of Life program that's going to be airing on the It's Supernatural Network. Those will be coming out in a few months. And if you didn't catch the social media interview we did with Sid Roth, you can go on Facebook or YouTube and find that as well. It was really good. We were talking about the power of our imagination and relaying that to the area of sickness and disease and healing. Uh, Just share some great testimonies with that. And incidentally, we're actually going to be back with Sid. We're going to be doing the It's Supernatural show, be filming that. Uh, We're going to be talking about our imagination as well. And so that'll probably come out later on toward the end of the summer. But some great things going on. And just want to say thank you for all all of our partners, those of you that's been coming out to the meetings. We saw quite a few of you up in the meetings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, Michigan City, Indiana. And we've already been getting lots of messages from people. It's going to be going to the Birmingham, Alabama meetings and LaBelle, Florida meetings over there on the East Coast. So we're really looking forward to meeting all of you. If you are a partner, we just want to say thank you so very much for all that you're doing, your support, your prayers. We've actually got another book translation we're getting ready to start working on for Bulgaria. We're working on Crusade to Do in Bulgaria, and so we'll be looking to take a book or two of our core books and get those translated into Bulgarian. And so that's another project that all of you that are partners with us, you'll be helping us to get accomplished. And so we're really excited about that. I want to ask you a question. Are you a slave to sickness or are you a master? Now, that's a very thought-provoking question because in most of Christendom and most of churches, we just go right along with the, the sinner and thinking that we have no choice, we have no say when sickness and disease shows up in our life. If it does happen, it's just our lot in life. It's just a part of life to be sick. It's a part of life to, as you get older, deal with cancer and deal with osteoporosis, osteoarthritis, all of these type of different issues. Like, it's just, it's just normal. Well, friend, I want to let you know there is a, a different reality, an alternate reality that you and I can live according to. And it's the reality of life. It's according to the realities of heaven, not the realities of this world. The church does not realize for the most part that they're no longer a slave. Unfortunately, 
all throughout history, not just in America, but all over the world for, for thousands of years. Slavery in some form has been in effect. And as horrible as that has been, there's a far worse type of slavery. Now, I'm not referring to slavery that's based on skin color, race, ethnicity. I'm talking about a spiritual slavery. You have to understand that before you receive Jesus, you are a slave on this planet. doesn't matter what color your skin is. doesn't matter what your race is, what country you're from, where you're born. Before Jesus, you are a slave. But once you get born again, you stop being a slave and you become a master. And this is something that Paul is trying to fill us in on in Romans chapter 6. In verse 4, he says, We were buried with him, talking about Jesus, through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We should walk in a new type of life. Well, when are we to walk in this new type of life? Not when we get to heaven. We're to do that right now. You could say that the very same life that Jesus is experiencing is the very same life that you and I are to experience. Look at this in verse 6. He says, Knowing this, our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin would be done away with. Underline this phrase in your Bible, that we would no longer be a slave of sin. He said, you'd no longer be a slave of sin. Now, let's take a moment here and talk about this issue of sin. You have to understand that sin is the root of which the fruits of sickness and disease, lack, poverty, depression, mental issues, all of those things stem from. Now, I'm not saying that if you're sick or you know, someone you know and love is experiencing disease, I'm not saying it's because someone's sin. When we talk about sin, we're talking about the sin of Adam. We're talking about the curse that came into this world. Sin is the root, or you could say that sin is the source of which all of these byproducts come from. So essentially, you could go into Scripture, and where you see the word sin, you could substitute it with any of those fruits or any of those byproducts, and you're not taking away or adding to Scripture. So you could read Romans chapter 6, verse 6 like this, that we would no longer be a slave of sickness. We would no longer be a slave of disease. Verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. He who has died has been freed from sickness and disease. That's why water baptism is such a wonderful thing. It signifies and shows what happens spiritually. That when we died, we died with Christ. We go down into that water and we go down that, in that water as a dead man and we come up alive, clean, pure, a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. We go down as a slave to sin, as a slave to sickness and disease, and we come up as a master over sin and a master over sickness and disease. This is why he says in Romans 6 verse 7, he who has died has been freed from it. Now it's interesting this word freed, it literally in the Greek means rendered inoperative from. So you could say he who has died has been rendered inoperative from sickness and disease and sin. It can no longer have any operation in you because you've died to it. He goes on in verse 10 and says, The death that Jesus died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives unto God. Verse 11, Likewise, you also consider yourself to be dead to sin, but alive unto God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Unfortunately, slavery is still alive and well, but I'm talking about spiritual slavery. He's telling you, you need to consider yourself to be dead, to sin and sickness and disease. Or you could say, you need to consider yourself to be a master over sickness and disease. So this lets you know you could possibly be set free by Jesus, but still be a slave to sickness and disease, even though he intended for you to be a master. So a good question would be, well, then how is it I could be set free, but still living as a slave? Well, it's because you're not considering yourself to be dead to it. See, there's millions and millions and millions of Christians that Jesus has set free, but they live every day as a slave. Or they may be free in a physical standpoint, but in reality, they're not because they still consider themselves to be a slave to sickness and disease, a slave to the things of the curse, a slave to the byproducts of the curse. And as a result, it enslaves them physically. Or they can still get up and choose where they're going to go that day and how they're going to spend that money and where they want to live and, and how they're going to live their life to a degree but they don't realize it, but they have enslaved themselves, that Jesus set them free, but they turn around and enslave themselves. How is that happening? By not considering yourself to be dead to these things, by not considering yourself to be a master over these things. As a result, what happens is you resurrect the dead things and you become alive once again to the curse. You see, we are the ones who not only have resurrecting power for physical things, we also have resurrecting power for spiritual things. So how is it that we make ourselves alive under sin and sickness and disease? Well, it comes about by our imagination. We think that being sick is normal. Now, when I say we, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but we as the church as a whole, we think it's just normal to be sick. We think that disease has control over us. We think that we have it. And ultimately, this is where we turn it into a care, where that pain, that ache, that symptom shows up, and then we automatically assume, oh, I guess I'm sick. Oh, I guess I've got a disease. Oh, I guess this is happening and that's happening. I need to go rest. I need to go do these things to take care of this issue that's attacking and coming against my body. Oh, I guess I better go and make a doctor appointment, go and get this thing checked out because it might be serious. What is happening is Satan brings a thought, an idea, a suggestion, a deception. Ultimately, you could sum it all up with this. He brings a care, and we turn it into a care, and we begin to think about it, and we begin to pet that care, and we begin to be concerned over that care. But this is where Satan devours the Christian. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 God says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he would lift you up and exalt you in due time. Verse 7, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. Verse 8, be alert and of sober mind for your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now look at this. He said, cast all your cares on the Lord for he cares for you, but be alert, be on guard for your enemy is prowling like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Who is it that he can devour? He can only devour the person who has cares. Listen, he can only devour the person who has cares. How is that so? Because those cares 
take a hold of your imagination and your imagination begins to run wild with those cares. And as your imagination begins to run wild with those cares, then those cares start to become your reality. And friend, I'm telling you, whatever is real to you, that's what you're going to put your faith on, whether it's good or bad. And whatever you put your faith on, that is always what you will receive. I'm telling you, this is how Christians get sick. We take on the cares, that pain, that ache, that lump, whatever it comes up, that little symptom, this little lying deception. We take a hold of that in our thoughts. It becomes a care and we begin to abide and dwell in that. And as a result, we unplug from the life of God and we plug into death. We plug into the death of the curse and we automatically now allow the curse to begin running rampant in our lives. So how do we get rid of the sickness? Well, the wonderful thing is we just need to do the opposite of what we did to get it. Stop caring. Stop taking the symptom, the concern, the worry, the thought, the idea, the suggestion, the deception. Stop taking those things and caring about it. Stop letting it run wild in your imagination. Stop looking at the things that are subject to change and look at the things that are eternal. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 says, We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's why the Apostle Paul goes on a few verses later, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, and says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, we're not walking according to what we see in the physical realm. We're walking according to what we see in the spirit realm. We have to stop caring based on these physical things that are going on. Stop caring. Well, then how do you know if it's a care? Well, that's an easy one. It's what are your emotions connected to? Your emotional connection, it reveals your soul connection. Friend, whatever your soul is connected to, that's what's going to flow through you. If your soul is connected to the life of God, the things of God, the heavenly realm, then that's what's going to flow in your body. Your soul, your imagination, it is like a dam, and it determines what flows into your body. Your, your soul, your imagination, it, it's a dam that either allows the life of God to flow out of you as a spirit being into your body, or it allows the curse of the world to run and flow into your body. Whatever your soul is connected to is what's going to flow through you. And your emotions, they reveal your soul connection. You could say that your emotions reveal the flow in your life. This is why you could be confessing all the scriptures that you want and saying, I don't believe that I receive this, but your emotions are all over the place. Your emotions will reveal your true belief. Even if you are mechanically saying and doing all of the right things, where there's peace, there's faith. Where there's panic, there's fear. Are you in peace? Are you at panic? Don't tell me that you're in faith, but you're crying all the time and you're depressed about the situation. There's no such thing as, as being in faith and being depressed at the same time. Being worried and fearful and, and emotional. That's not faith. The Bible tells us that it says, May the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy in believing. If we're truly in faith about it, there's going to be a smile on our face. And there's going to be a, a laugh coming out of our mouth. Why? We know we already have the victory over this thing. But we have to stop 
caring. We've got to watch that. There is so much truth to these things, so many wonderful realities that we need to understand in regards to our soul. I'm so thankful, you know, for the Holy Spirit. Several months ago, uh, actually back toward the end of, of the summer going into the fall, I just really felt led to go back and start studying spirit, soul, and body. And as I was studying these things, just started seeing some of these wonderful connections here in regards to our soul and walking in divine health and healing. Well, it's that. Whatever my soul is connected to, that's what's going to flow through me. That's what's going to determine what my soul is connected to. This is why we've got to be so very uh, adamant about what we are thinking on, what we are imagining, what we are allowing our imagination to run wild with. We can allow it to run wild with the cares of this world, or we can allow it to run wild with this wonderful reality of conquering. You could say it like that. This would be a good way. Are you caring or are you conquering? You're never going to conquer with cares. You're never going to conquer through Christ with cares in your soul. It's not going to happen. So how do we deal with the cares? Well, I need to use my imagination the proper way, the right way. And this is what Paul's talking about in Romans chapter 6 and verse 11. He said, consider or reckon yourself to be dead to sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. This word reckon, it is an accounting term. It means to account, to judge, to determine, to calculate, to compute. This is dealing with reality, dealing with facts, not suppositions. It's like if you were to take your bank book and you're to reckon your bank book, you go through it, you add it up, you look at what's in the book, and you reckon it to have $100 in it. Well, then, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is $100 in the actual bank account. Listen to this. You take what you see in the book, and that right there tells you what is in the account. We're dealing with reality. So that you don't have to physically be there at the account to know what you actually have. It's being determined by what you see in the book. And so what you and I need to do is we need to stop looking at our physical body to tell us what we have. We need to start looking in the book. We need to start looking in the Word. We need to look at the Word to let us know who we are and what we have and to reckon ourselves to be dead to sin, reckon ourselves to be dead to sickness and disease and alive unto God, reckon ourselves to no longer be a slave anymore, but to reckon ourselves to be a master. Why would you have to do some reckoning, some considering, some meditating, some computing of these things? Because everything out here in this world is telling you you're still alive under sickness and disease. Everything out here is telling you you're alive under COVID, you're alive under cancer, you're alive under tuberculosis, you're alive under viruses and bacteria. Everything out here is telling you that. But you're going to have to stop looking out there and you're going to have to start looking at who you are as a spirit being, who you are as in union with Christ, and do some considering of who you truly are. Let your imagination run wild that way. Instead of allowing your imagination to run wild with the cares and then, as a consequence, be defeated, allow your imagination to run wild with the promises of God, the realities of God, and start conquering all the cares and conquering the curse 
that's in the world, not allowing those things to run rampant in your life, but instead you run rampant all over them. Why? Because you are no longer a slave, but Jesus has made you a master. He's made you a master. And I would encourage you, spend time meditating on those truths. And I'm telling you, I've been proving this out in my life. I've been proving this out in services with people, getting them to use their imagination and to see themselves the way that Christ has already made them and watching within moments, things beginning to take place in their physical body. Not them working, not them trying to do anything to make it happen, simply unplugging from the curse right then and in an instant plugging back into life and allowing the life of God to flow out of them as a spirit being and flow into their thoughts. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for joining in this month for the Supernatural Life podcast. Again, if you are partners with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, thank you so very much for your prayers, your encouragement, your financial support. If you're not a partner, we would love to have you join the Dream Team. You can simply go to chadgonzalez.com and you can find out how you can partner up with us and help us into accomplishing all that we are going after literally all around the world. We love you, friends. We'd love to see you at some of the upcoming meetings this month. You can make it. We'd love to go to shake your hand, give you a hug, and just say thank you for all that you do and thank you for being a part of the team. God bless you. Remember in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month. Bye-bye.